0: I mean, Shen Yun in a way is a traveling megachurch, so it sure <laughs> it's is. It's really not that a bar comparison. That is So crazy. Girls, we have a very fun evening planned for you. So Oh, this is gonna be this is gonna be a good one. I hope you pull up a seat, cause tonight not only we'll be getting into some cults and some conspiracy theories, perhaps involving a certain communist country. But we'll also be talking about some personal anecdotes from the crowd, which we hold very near and dear. And... We actually have not pre-read any of the stories. We have oh waited gosh. to collect them, if you will, for such a time as this, so. We've been dropping the ball on the embarrassing stories, but today is the day today is the day. Today is the day, girls, so. Without further ado, would you like to start uh, us off, Hannah? I would, okay, so, I will not say who these are from. Oh my gosh, these are long, <laughs> I know y'all y'all did the most you did the most okay good morning hannah's prefer to keep my identity unknown but none of these are crimes or horrific events so you can say my name if you really want. oh that's good at least that's good to know that's a good preface you know yes i am a male 24 but at the time of my first story oh we've got multiple stories I was probably 17. My girlfriend of over a year and I decided we were ready to take each other's virginity. Oh, love. (laughs) Because both of us lived at home, we never really got a chance to be home alone together. We decided that we would go to my house during our 35-minute lunch break. (laughs) The only problem was that I lived 10 minutes from the school. We raced, the, we raced Wait, to the so, car. Wait, so mathematically, it... how much time does this give them? Let's see. If they if live we've got 10, 10 minutes 10, away, 10, that gives them 15 they minutes. They have 15 minutes. To yeah, take each other's like a, virginity. Sounds like a really good first time. Oh my God. <laughs> um, okay. They really, they really allocated for themselves here. They really yes, did. yes. We raced to the car and made it to my house, very excited, with probably about 20 minutes to spare. We didn't know what we were doing, so we decided to start with her on top. She was immediately in an immense amount of pain. Yeah, fair. Fair. She looked like she was going to start crying, but didn't want to stop. (laughs) I told her we could try again later, and because it was her first time, this was probably normal. She went to get off of me, and I noticed that I was very wet, and assumed I must have gotten pretty sweaty, <laughs> likely from the speed we were trying to move at, the rushed foreplay, etc. Then she stood up. She looked at me and gasped. I was completely covered in blood from my thighs up to my belly button. Oh my god, the hymen was not is real. A s- Holy shit. This was not a small amount of blood. It was pouring off of <gasps> me onto my childhood bed. Oh my At this point, we had about 12 minutes before the bell the bell rang, and it was still a 10-minute drive back, plus parking and walking to class. We didn't have time to appropriately deal with the situation, so I grabbed some toilet paper and did a very half-assed job of wiping oh it off of me my God. and the bed. Jesus Christ. Okay. I threw my clothes back. What about um, her? Is she raced, okay? I think, I, I think we'll get there. I don't know. And raced us back to school. I dropped her off so she wouldn't be late, but this made me even later than I should have been. I walked into class probably looking like a train wreck. I assume I had blood in noticeable places and I probably smelled horrible. Jesus. <laughs> I sat through the rest of the day sticky and had to change in the locker room before baseball practice after school. I pray no one was looking at me. Worst part was I realized I never threw out the condom, and when I got home, the condom was gone and the bed was clean. (gasps) My mom never said a word about it to me, and for that, she is a true hero. For anyone interested in what happened and what caused this, no, this was not breaking the hymen. When she was very young, a doctor had noticed that a layer of skin had grown over a majority of the opening of her vagina and said it needed to be surgically removed if she ever wanted to have (laughs) sex. Unfortunately, they told her mom, and because of their religious beliefs, she was not supposed to have sex until marriage. So her mom thought, I'll wait to tell her until she's wanting to get That's married. That's fucked up. That's so fucked up. That's Due to both of us up. not knowing this, we ripped right through that skin. <laughs> oh my god. Which she caused even a very large amount of wrong. bleeding. I feel so bad for her. Yes, we did not continue to do the dirty with relative... Or we did continue to do the dirty with relatively no problems after that. Wow. I'm glad oh, they persevered through that. And oh my God. Imagine being the mom... Going into your son's room after his lunch break and seeing blood and a condom. Oh my god, that's actually horrific. He She was probably like, you know what, I'm not going to actually bring this up because he's already gone through it. That's horrific. And I'm so sorry and thank you so much for sharing. That was a really good story. Wow. That was okay, really good. Do wanna... mo- I don't know how we're going to top that. Okay, this don't is from either. another listener. Um, They say, and a childhood peak embarrassment. Um, Mm. When I was about 10, my mom and dad took me out to eat. I asked my mom if I could get a pina colada and she told me, yes, but you have to ask for a virgin pina colada so they don't put alcohol in it. Classic child choice. Love it. (laughs) I tried to talk my mom into ordering for me because I was terrified of saying the word virgin to a stranger. (laughs) So the waiter comes over and it's a really cute guy in his late teens, early 20s. I'm beat red already and he asked me what I want to drink. My brain is going virgin pina colada, virgin pina colada, say virgin pina colada. But what I asked the waiter in front of my parents, might I add, was... Do you do virgins? (laughs) My mom started laughing hysterically while the horrified waiter looked at my dad. The waiter was completely speechless and my dad just started shaking his head and trying to suppress his laughter. I lost my appetite and didn't enjoy my pina colada at all. That's so funny. (laughs) Do you do virgins? Do you do versions? But they still did the pina colada. That's such a teen like, thing to be like. I don't want to say virgin to the server. Like I'll be. I, I do still feel a little weird about saying virgin. Saying virgin. How do you feel about extra virgin olive oil? Oh, oddly enough, I don't feel weird about right, it. Right. Right. So olive yeah. oil can but, be virgin, but, I don't, but a pina colada. You never can't. ask. You never say extra virgin olive oil ever. That's true. You would just say olive oil. There would be no yeah, need. I'd, there would be no wouldn't no, And that would be weird if you like brought it up to the server. Do you have extroversion? Extroversion. Right. That could be a cute, cute pickup line. There's something there, I think. Yeah, I think so. Um, okay, this is, this is another one. This is an embarrassing story that still haunts me to this day. Let me preface this by saying that I never had the birds and the bees conversation with my parents. Mm. When I was probably nine or ten, I was watching TV with my brother who was about three years older than me. He was at the phase where he thought he was an adult, even though he could barely get into PG-13 movies. We were watching the show Wilfred and this line was said in quotes, your mother was right about you. You are a pussy. This was the early 2010s and TV had not yet taught me the word pussy. So naturally I was fascinated by it. (laughs) Based on the context clues, I knew it was something to call someone when they did not want to do something. I had a sleepover plan for the night, for that night with my two best friends, and now I'm coming armed with the new P word. We armed, I'm at the of... and I'm armed, <laughs> <laughs> and I'm ready. We were, <laughs> we were sitting at the island of my friend's house talking to his mom about what we were going to do that day. Someone suggested swimming, and the friend whose house it was said he didn't want to go swim. <laughs> That was my chance. So I quickly looked at him and said, your mom's right. You are a pussy. (laughs) Point and shoot. (laughs) He was set up for that. My friend's eyes both widened and the other friend said, what? So naturally I repeated it. Needless to say, his mom had a stern (laughs) talk with me about what I was not allowed to say in her house. And I had to admit to all of them that I did not know what the words that's so funny. Oh, that's good. That's really He's good. He's like, <laughs> not only was it like so unacceptable, but he also had to be like, wait, just like tell me really quick what happened. Oh my- <laughs> that's so funny. From everyone. That's horrific. That's actually really, really embarrassing. I remember I that cringe. I was reading a book about dog training, like because my dad had given me this dog that I didn't ask for, um, and I had to raise it. <laughs> I mean, I was 11, Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. and I was reading a book about dog training, and in the book it said the word bitch, referring to a female dog who had puppies, of course, course. and I remember asking Mm -hmm. my father at the time what it meant, and he was Mm -hmm. like, where did you hear that word? And I was so embarrassed because he came on with such a throttle, you know what I mean? Oh, he was mad. He was super mad. He was upset, and I was like, it's just in my dog training book and it keep they keep using this word really <laughs> <laughs> I really don't understand the context right? and then he said it was a female dog which honestly was more confusing into my um preteen life because then when people said the word bitch I was like why are y'all talking about dogs I don't get it we had some learning to do. We all did. Wait, I actually, I have, I, I had two come to yes, mind. Yes, please. It's only right if we share our own anecdote. It really, yeah, because that's what we were talking about before this. Like we feel really bad because we said we would share more, but genuinely, we've shared. I've like have Embarrassing all. moment. Like we are an open book at this point on the podcast. So like, like Hannah said, this is our embarrassing story. Right. Is the podcast? But I did have a quick story come to mind. This was pretty humiliating. Um, I was at Schlitterbahn. This was in like middle school. So like peak awkward body. I think I was in a tankini mm-hmm. if I remember correctly. Like just not feeling super great okay. about my curves as a young 12, <laughs> 13 year old. And my I went with... <laughs> I went with some friends and my brother, my bro- it was my brother's old like friend, but he was a little bit older and I had a huge crush mm-hmm. on him. I had a crush on him for a very long time. And um we were on one of those four person tubes. So it's like two people in the back, two oh, people I'm in familiar. the front going down. Yeah. Going oh yeah yeah. Going down the water mm-hmm. slide. And they always want the heaviest person to be in the back. No. So keep in mind it's me, no. my younger brother, my younger brother's friend who is older than me and then your younger brother's not that much younger than you he's yeah he's two years younger than me but like mostly boys mostly boys and the guy that I really liked was like oh you should get in the back because you're the oh my god I thought you were gonna say the lifeguard told you oh no 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 it was the guy that I was in love with oh no he said it with his full chest and he did not, he, he just was saying it so matter of fact. He wasn't trying to mess no. with me. He was like straight up. He looked at my body and he said, yeah, I think you're about, you're about heavier than all of us. And I said, oh, yeah, I'll, I will take the rear and I'll <laughs> do it. The back. Sure. And as we went down that long, I mean, the longest ride I've ever been on. I just thought about my 13 year old curves <laughs> and it was. Oh so, bad. and you're probably directly across from him, like staring into his eyes. I was. Oh my god. And I did lose. I did, I did kind of not. I fell out of love with him a little but, bit. Right. Because I was like, surely he's not into me if he really is going to oh point god. blank tell me I'm fat. But that's not how you want to fall out of love. You know, you want to do it on no, your own accord. No. Yeah. So that sucked really bad. And then a- another similar experience about my, um, uh, heftiness you could say was I was at military training uh you guys know the story but I I went uh last summer and whenever you get um whenever you get killed in battle like so you're running these fake missions you get killed in battle yeah so I got shot um and you have to lay down and then they have to like they have to assess your wounds and then they have to take you off the battlefield. And there's like the whole like medic and everything. This and like, just keep like, in mind, like I'm one of the v- we're just playing pretend. <laughs> like it's like funsies. It is the real sounds of bullets and machine guns. Right. So it does feel very, very real. But anyways, um, the medic was there. A lot of our strongest men were there. There was about four of them and they quite literally could not take me off the battlefield. And it got to the point where one of our administrators was just like, okay, get up and walk. Like, they can't carry you. And it was humiliating. It was so humiliating. Oh, my God. But... It turned into a very funny joke that I really leaned into the rest of the time. That and hurt a little bit to your spirit? It hurt every single time I, I shared it, but it was oh very God. funny and it really got the crowd moving. And then I got voted funniest person at the end of right. camp, which wasn't even... I didn't know I was in the running. And really it's a projection to life is that humor is at your own expense. And there's it always and it has a to sacrifice be. It has to be. There's always a sacrifice. And then just one last one, very short. Um, I was on a road trip and I was going across uh, East Texas and I came into a a McDonald's and the woman with her full chest called me Bubba. (laughs) And I was a woman (laughs) and I was also, Uh, I felt very feminine that day and it was like being misgendered in the worst way possible. Worst possible way. Yeah, so those are my those are my top three that come to uh, mind. Uh,
1: <laughs> okay, anyway, I, I yeah. guess I'll
0: speed rattle off mine, even though I feel like I've shared these before <laughs> on the podcast. So I think my top one that comes to mind that actually haunts me almost daily is there's this time I was at a worship retreat, um, Christian fall retreat. I was playing the mm-hmm. keyboard in the worship band, very involved as as I am, you know, quite the Christian leader. Yeah. Um, and they had to restart the song three times because I couldn't get the melody. Ready. And it was one of those songs where it's the last song where they've been playing the ambient music for a while, and everyone's about to give their life to Christ. And then they they said, "Hold up, it that's not the beat. That's you're you're so far off." And everyone, by the third time they had to restart, they were like, "Hannah, you either need to get it together or don't play. Like <laughs> just call it." Up. I couldn't hear it in my head. Oh, my God. Reliving it, it's so bad. It's so bad. That's so funny. Yeah, another time I was in Bible class, Veritas Academy, um, Mm -hmm. Christian private school. I got my period. Not the first time, but a heavy time, you know? Very strong. It was a mighty force. Heavy heavy flow. Heavy Mm -hmm. flow. I'm talking like, yeah, teenage flow, okay? Yeah, yeah. Uh, Clots. (laughs) Oh, yeah, chunks. I love it. And I felt a certain wetness, but it was past the point where I was like, yeah, I can safely get up. You know, because I knew (laughs) that there would be a repercussion on my khaki skirt. And um, I asked a friend who I thought was a friend (laughs) to cover for me. And I told her I am having my period. And it's actually... It's not contained at this point in time. It's not. I think it's seeped into the cloth seat. It's, and it's on and my its khaki skirt. It's on its way out. Um, I'm going to go to the bathroom. I just need you to cover for me. Tell the teacher where I've been. Just say I had an emergency. I leave. Go to the bathroom. I don't know what to really do at this point. Because I'm just you know, seeped in blood. Luckily, mm-hmm. this girl, she she did me one good and she did me one bad. The good was that she came in with um, a tampon for me. The bad was wow. that she told everyone in the student lounge. Um, and whenever... That you had a heavy flow. Yeah, in class, <laughs> right. Whenever I came back in the student lounge, everyone was looking at me and I, I couldn't imagine Why? And wait, so were you still in the khaki skirt? No, I was I was in her skirt. She gave me a skirt and a tampon. Bless her, but okay, also curse her. You know what I mean? Yeah, and also yeah. what had happened at the time that I was in the bathroom was I was holding my bloody skirt and then I turn around and it's my crush's mother, who was a teacher at the school. And she was instructing me how to wash the blood out of my skirt, thinking she was doing mm-hmm. me a favor. Cold cold water. Cold water so those are I, I would say those are the two for me that come to mind. But um top top of mind. I think we should cut it off here because we need to talk about China. <laughs> and <laughs> we need to talk about let's we need to transition. We need to transition China, so because put a pin and put that. a pin in all that, all that you just heard. <laughs> and let's let's get to Shenyun. You know it. I cannot wait to write the description for this podcast. Me either. You know it. Okay, you've seen it. Yeah, you've seen the billboard, mm-hmm. you've seen it on the subway. you've seen it at your local cafe, you know, just the poster by the bus stop. Okay, and just remind me real quick what I've seen. Shen Yun. What are we talking about Shen Yu Shen Yu with the thousand years of Chinese history. Okay. Um, a breaking away they have the big from communism. The skirts and they're yes. leaping. Huge and skirts. It's lavender and there's mist and it's Shen Yun, you know? It's- Hannah goes to get a drink and I just hear her telling Nathan, this one's going to be so funny. And he goes, what's it about? She goes, it's none of your business. Because <laughs> he hasn't been listening to the podcast oh, recently. Fair, and I'm like, fair, I'm so sorry. Fair. You better be my biggest it's fan if you're not going to like- It's none like, of your business. You bet, like- right if you your fucking None business. Of your fucking like business. you know how to listen. Um, you have it'll Spotify, be on Spotify on Thursday, so yeah. I don't know. Every fucking, fucking tune Thursday. in. Jesus. Now it's every other fucking Jesus. Thursday, <laughs> and and what they don't tell you is is that people get tired of your passion project. <laughs> they do. It wears yeah. out on Espe- them, especially your fiance. Right, sometimes. right, yeah. So, it's it's does Colton still listening? You know, sometimes I beg him to, but yeah. I mean, aside from that, yeah. really. No, genuinely, it's fine. (laughs) So back to Shen Yun, 5,000 years of civilization reborn. So I started researching this, and then I start seeing the ads everywhere. And I think Mm -hmm. it's because you're thinking of the thing, and then they start Mm -hmm. popping up, and you're like, oh my god, this is all around Mm -hmm. me. Like, I cannot Mm -hmm. escape the Shen Yun ads and and the use of the billboard wow you know that's that's an Mm -hmm. antique use of an ad there they're not I mean actually I I want to say I have seen them on Instagram and maybe it's from researching it so much but they've got me captivated and I think they have had a lot of people captivated for a long time so so what's the extent of your knowledge of Shen Yun just the ad I almost want to say that it's like it's a deep repressed memory that I even know what this ad is. Like yep. for anyone who's confused, it is the it is like this ad of Chinese women dancing with skirts on, and it's like t- to my like what I thought it was is that they're like coming to our town, like, yeah, a town near you, yes, and they're they're gonna dance at like the long you're on center track. Downtown. Oh, you're so on track. They've been there, yeah. yeah. Like, so that's kind of like what I've always thought. And I never really thought more of it than, other than, like, I'm not going to go see that, but like, Slay. Really? Because I feel like I always wanted to go see it. Really? To me, it gives like circus vibes. Okay, okay. So it was kind of like a Cirque du Soleil moment for you. I get that. Yes. Yeah, that's what I thought it was. So I found out that just interesting tidbit to start us off. There's actually a name for when a thing you just found out about suddenly seems to pop up everywhere. So it's called mm-hmm. the Bader Meinhof phenomenon, but I feel like I experienced oh. that a lot. So it's good. To, it's I good learned to have about a that name. neuroscience. Oh, really? Yeah. It's, it's a science thing. It's a, like it's actual oh, scientific thing. That's lovely. I love that. Lovely. Ah, when it all when it all comes together, you know. Mm-hmm. So Shen Yun, mm-hmm. the dance coming to a town near you, right? So what it means. Mm-hmm. It translates to divine rhyme or God's melody. So we're already getting a little, a little religious, you know, but, but you wouldn't know that yeah. because we don't, you know, speak Mandarin. Speak so we don't, language. we don't, don't, don't know Mandarin, yeah. what shenyun means necessarily, which we'll get into okay. the deception of it all, you know? Okay. So lots of people go to these shows. It's actually very highly attended. There's six, Wow. I, I want to say there's eight now, but from the article that I read, it seemed that there were six companies of dancers at all oh. times in the United States and abroad. Like they are, when it says coming to a town near you, Dancing. like they mean it because they're, they're yeah. literally everywhere and wow. people actually pay for it and
1: mm. they
0: like it. And some people, there's there's kind of a mixed review because mm-hmm. it's it's kind of like a partial standing ovation. I guess I'll get I'll start there because it's it's awkward. Okay. You know, you never want a partial standing ovation because do you stand or do you sit? It's <clears throat> yes. what are we all doing? here? And you know that that you know that the people who are sitting are very strongly adamant that they want to stay sitting, right? Like, if if they're not going to stand up, then you know, like, half of them are really not Yeah, and that seems to be the vibe after the Shen Yun performance, so. So is it just, is it just ballet? Or, like, I mean, I know it's not just, I know we're going to get into a cult thing or whatever. So I, I'm dying. I'm actually itching, itching at the bit to see one of these performances. But from recounts that I've heard... It's an extremely colorful show. There's a lot of mm-hmm. dancing, backflips. There's nothing really wow. extraordinary about the dancing. There's some mm-hmm. singing and there's an orchestra also part of Shen okay. Yun trained with Shen Yun. And okay. what there what there really is is there's this, it's a, an actually patented technology. It's a big screen behind the dancers, and it's I don't fucking know. It's just it's, it's just a giant TV, and that's their set. Okay. So it just like changes as you know changes. it changes right. Okay. And then there's mist, okay. and then there's kind of like a commentator MC vibe between all of the acts, and he kind of tells you about like the oppression of like. Did they speak in Mandarin China or English? Like they're so so. Some of it is in. Mandarin, and then it's translated to English um, via okay. subtitles, and then some of it's in English. It's it's all kind of a jumble. Um, okay. So if you were to go to one of the shows, there's kind of like, there are members of Shen Yun and Falun Gong, which we will get to. And they okay. they're kind of policing the audience in a way, making sure you don't take any pictures, no videos, no... They don't want any bad journalism, no bad press. You know, they're kind of, they're all just there. Mm. They're watching everything, making sure it all, not really really employed by the Long Center, if you will. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. And then they also have, after the fact, they try to interview everyone who looks even remotely famous so that they can post it on their website and say, um, Halle Berry commented that this was a wonderful show to take her kids to she loved it they'll they'll get all the major politicians in any city anyone who goes to the show that looks famous they'll really try to interview after to get a quote and to okay. post it on their website they also have book stands kind of advertising for the Fallon Gong but the thing is whenever you go in From the billboards, you wouldn't know that you're going to a show that is promoting something else. Like, that's kind of the whole bit. You know what I mean? So, people don't realize that they're going into this like religious political propaganda. They just think they're going to like this family friendly dance show, like something to do with the kids, you know? Like, anyway. So, there was this woman who uh, I'll link her article, but. She's a phenomenal article about her experience going to a Shen Yun performance. So I wanted to read a very funny snippet of her article. Um, She says, a man came on stage to sing a song in Chinese, which was translated on the screen behind him to we follow Falun Gong the great way. He began, singing about a creator who saved mankind and made the world anew. Atheism and evolution are deadly ideas, the subtitle said. Modern trends destroy what makes us human. At the end of the song, the row of older white people sitting behind me clapped fervently. In the final dance number, a group of Falun Gong followers who wore blue and yellow, clutched books of religious teachings, battled for space in a public square with corrupt youth, Their corruption is, of course, evident because they were wearing black, looking at their cell phones. And in this case, two men holding hands. So we'll get to the homophobia in just a moment. Um, (laughs) Then the... This is happening uh, on stage. This is all happening on stage. Then, of course, there is the MC and he appears. The sky turns black. The city in a digital backdrop, again, on this this big screen TV, um, is obliterated by an earthquake and then finish off by a communist tsunami, which literally means that there was a red hammer and sickle, which are glowing in the center of the wave. The writer says, dazed, I rubbed my eyes and saw a huge bearded face disappearing in the water. Was that, I said to my brother, wondering if I needed to go to the hospital. Karl Marx, he said. Yeah, I think that was a tsunami with the face of Karl Marx. So it's just, like, so fucking bizarre. And, like, from all the accounts of Shen Yun, it's like, there's, there's all these wonderful dances about color and about China and about wonderful culture. And then there's another dance about people harvesting organs from other from followers of the Falun Gong. And then there's a song about how communism is destroying the earth. And it sh- it's so interesting because it kind of is just every five minutes, it's like throwing the audience for this like, wait, what the fuck am I watching? Oh, wait, I kind of like this. Oh, wait, what am I watching? So... Very interesting so it's, show. It's incredibly political. Incredibly, very religious. But you wouldn't and know that, like going into it. Like right. I was like, oh, this right, this cause... looks like a really cool ballet, and in my mind, I'm like, oh, I've seen it everywhere, so I'd love to go. It must be super good. Exactly. So okay, Falun Gong. They are they are the the cult. Yes. They're they're, Not the they're a group, you. and let me get to them. So. Okay. Basically, Shen Yun, we're starting with the ballet because that's where it starts in our mind, you know? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The ballet trains at this academy in New York. It's in upstate New York. It's it's almost more of a compound than an academy, but, you know, however mm-hmm. you want to phrase it. I've, I've seen it ref- referred to as both. So yes. it's a 410. 27-acre campus established for Falun Gong practitioners in upstate New York. This is where the music school is for the symphony for Shenyun, and it's where the dancers go to be trained. So they live at the academy for six months, then they tour for six months, and they, you know, keep doing that. And it's very militarized. There's kind of like an Mm -hmm. internet restriction thing. There's like weird... Like it once you're 13, you're expected to be like five foot four for men. I don't know. There's just like there's all these like kind of weird restrictions about it, but I don't know. Whatever. It's it's a dance academy, so you know that's already like fucked up. But there's ki- but there's kids there. Yeah, because there's you know dancers. There's adults. I mean, and yeah, it's the children. You know, it's kind of like so. A, it's a cult. It's like a, yeah, right, right, right. right. It's a, it's a harvesting of young minds, if you will. So. Also, cut this out if this is like an unacceptable question or weird or whatever, but like, are they Chinese immigrants that are now like legal or are they there on a visa? So it's kind of a mixture of both. At least that's from my impression. But everyone that is performing is Chinese. I don't think it's a strict rule and I could be completely wrong about that, but I think that everyone performing is chinese so got it then we get to falun gong because what is falun gong so in the 1940s china was kind of going through this like guru era of everyone was really discovering tai chi and like Mm -hmm. movements and breath work and then this really big movement came about called qigong And Qigong was about movement, it was about breath work, um, kind of like yoga-esque, but a little bit more spiritual. And Falun Gong was a branch of the Qigong movement, but it didn't really separate itself until a little bit later, kind of like the 1980s. So when Falun Gong separated, they kind of gained their following because their leader whose name is Lee? They call him Master Li. He strictly proposed Falun Gong to be, number one, it was free for anyone who wanted to practice, where a lot of the other Qigong movements or groups sort of elicited people for money to teach them how to mm-hmm. be a practitioner of Qigong. And Falun Gong, yeah. they were kind of like, you just buy our merch and it's free to you. Do you yeah. know what I mean? It was it was kind of like a new yeah. age type of guru movement and it was led mm-hmm. by this very zealous leader named Lee. So he was very outspoken about his opposition to the Chinese government as he should be. It was mm-hmm. very communist and not no good. No good. But um just because the enemy, you know, of your enemy doesn't mean that they're a good person. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, he's also a bad person, but he was, like, also fighting, like, communist China. But, but... Yeah, he just had, like, one good thought. Right, right. One good thought out of very many bad thoughts. So, he was very homophobic, which is seen very evidently in the Shen Yun performances. But he kind of had the belief that there would be this elimination of gays eventually through a natural disaster. He was also very racist. So he believed that all the races would be separated in heaven and there would be different levels. Like, I don't know. He just believed in this, like, afterlife segregation of all the races. He was very mm-hmm. anti-feminist, very anti-science medicine. Um, really just anti- Yeah, thing, but it actually sounds. pro that aliens have invaded the minds of humans and that's why we have okay. computers and technology Fair. and all of that. And actually actually mm-hmm. human morals are not good at all. and what you need to do is okay. follow the teachings of the Falun Gong to be elevated. And yeah, really what the is. Falun Gong is is that if you follow Master Lee he'll bring you to a path of salvation and mm-hmm. there we therein we have our cult you know what I mean there's the cult therein right there. we have our cult and an interesting tidbit for you is that he played the mm-hmm. French horn <laughs> oh. I know, okay, I do include it. Slay! It's not really important, but he was a jazz-born player. very important. Um, That is very enlightening. Yeah, he played it in the Chinese army. So he he was kind of getting a following from his army days. um, Okay. Knew lots of people. He did make a few claims as well that he could fly and that he could um, (laughs) walk through walls and levitate and do things like that, so... I'd love to see it, to believe it, I'm going to be honest, but um, a lot of people did believe him. So the Falun Gong took off in the 1990s, which is, it's funny to me because Shen Yun, the biggest thing is that they're celebrating again 5,000 years of Chinese history and like You know, that's their whole thing of like civilization reborn and the the history of China before communism. But this organization that's putting it all on has only been around for 30 years. So it is interesting that it doesn't like it's a very new age thing. It's a very new age guru thing. But I mean, anyhow, again, I will say that. There haven't been any reports of, like... It's it's not certified cults. Um, it's very debatable. <laughs> that's a claim we're making as our small right. podcast that this is that a cult. That this is a cult. Um, Watch them come after there us. There have been statements out, you know, that it doesn't appear to be coercive. It's kind of like a join if you want. But again, that's, like, kind of the same thing as, like, an MLM. But, like, I think MLMs are cults. <laughs> Um, And there's no real record of violence. Wait, I do have one question. Um, Are there... Does he have sex with all the women? No sex reported. No sex. So again, that's why I'm like, you know, it could be a cult, it could not be. But there could be... I think there's some things to be uncovered. Because again, which it's it's a little interesting and I don't want to tread too heavily on things that I don't know a lot about. But it's funny to me yeah. how communism is all about, you know, censorship, and they only want you to see what they want you to see. But then Falun Gong, mm-hmm. in the same way, is a little bit about internet restriction and like, oh, you know, I don't know. So it's like I feel like there in there's some crossover. There's some things to be uncovered, and it's interesting even whenever you Google. This, like, the fur a lot, you have to kind of dig to really get here, you know? Ooh. So I don't know. I feel like there's a little bit of uh, intentional censorship going on. And interestingly enough, so they kind of, like, censor each other, like, like, Communist China and the Falun Gong. Like, they, they don't like each other. So even though the Falun Gong would never actually be able to, like, rise up and uh, oppose China. But anyways, the Falun Gong and Shen Yun is one of the most censored things in actual China. Like, you cannot look it up, you cannot see a show, you cannot, you what? know, it's like they it, huge, huge, huge no-no. Which is funny because they're... Because it's talking bad about it? Yeah, they're saying that they were one of the most persecuted groups in China, which is very true, that the Falun Gong is incredibly okay. persecuted by the Chinese government. Okay. Um, okay. Okay. And there were, like, many arrests of people who practiced Falun Gong and people that in Falun Gong that had been shipped away to, like, re-education camps. And there's this whole thing, which is unconfirmed by a lot of sources, but, like, other sources think that it's true, that there was this whole thing about organ harvesting of people in the Falun Gong by the Chinese government, it's so hard because so much of the stuff is like, there's no way we'd ever know. You know what I mean? Because there's so much right. censorship like going both ways check. and you can't really fact yeah. check. Anyways, I'm just saying a lot of this is like rumor, but that's what one of their main numbers is about in the Shen Yun Ballet is about the organ harvesting of people who practice Falun Gong and they are kind of just displaying how persecuted and oppressed they are in mainland China. So actually because they were so oppressed in China, I want to say it was like in 2000, but it could have been before then as well. Like the they moved over to New York. So now New York... Okay, that was going to be my next question. Yeah, right. Their center, their like HQ is no longer in China. It's in upstate New York where the Academy is and that's where they kind of... You know, come out from. So interestingly, they also have their own media outlet. So it's not like strictly associated with Shen Yun, but it is associated with the Falun Gong. And it's this newspaper. You actually might've heard of it. And I, I always pronounce it wrong. So sorry if I am pronouncing it wrong, but it's E-P-O-C-H, the Epoch Times or Epoch. I don't know how you pronounce it. But that was founded in 2000. And this is this far right. It's an international newspaper. Like, it's kind of a big thing. It's, like, really big on YouTube as well. But it's, like, super Trumpy, super far right. It's based in New York, where Falun Gong is now based. And it's a part of the Epoch Media Group, which also operates this new Tang Dynasty television network, which... Is a whole nother rabbit hole if any of you want to pursue that. So it's completely blocked, completely censored in mainland China. And its goal is to oppose the Chinese Communist Party. So it promotes all these far right politicians in Europe. It's heavily, heavily supported Donald Trump. It actually gave, it was like the second biggest um, donator to the Trump campaign Facebook ads in like whenever he was running aside from the Trump campaign itself. So they gave about one and a half million dollars to Facebook ads for Trump. I am like reading. I'm like reading this. This is insane. It's saying it's a moral philosophy centered on the tenets of truthfulness, compassion, and tolerance. Yeah. So, And then it's, like, why the creator seeks to save us. Like, it's, like, all about... It's very, like, QAnon, like, that type of vibe. Like, super alt-right. And interestingly enough, so even if you go onto the Epoch Times, which I was curious, and I literally just went onto their website, they have an entire media page just for Shen Yun. And it's, like, the Shen Yun Uh. news. So it's all about, like... All, which celebrities have commented on what an amazing performance it was. And like, it's literally just all this like Shen Yun propaganda to yeah. get you to go to the show. To get you to be interested in the Falun Gong. It's so interesting. Oh my god. Oh my god. Falun Gong founder's article about, like, it's all about spiritual enlightening. Every single story is this person found God and is like better now. Yeah. This is so scary. Isn't that insane? It's just like, it's so interesting because to me to see something like on a billboard as I'm driving down 290 for this show that's coming into my town and then to realize that it's connected to a group in China that opposes the government, that then it's connected to this newspaper that is so alt-right that is like a Trump campaign funder. Like it's just so it's so interconnected and so weird how it all Oh my gosh it's literally so weird it's like retired colonel says this chinese community like says Isn't this Isn't it weird who said this it's like it's it's like it's Oh, California engineer says this. See how that like would, that's what I was saying like... about how they do the interviews after the sh- every yes, show to try to get anyone to... who's famous to comment on the show and say that it like changed their life. And And I think it's interesting as well because I kind of read something saying how it's like it's bolstered by this pre-existing tendency on part of Western audiences like Americans to perceive Asian bodies and especially like. We already fetishize dancers and all of that. And then we're perceiving Asian bodies and Asian cultures as this, like, exotic, authentic... Like, I'm not saying that I myself perceive it this way, but, like, that's just, like, it's playing off of that, I feel... To the Western audience is like this. And, and, and all the well, quotes are about that too. Of all the celebrities who view it that way. And they're like, this was such an it's exotic. And something we should respect. A, and right, right. like, yeah, it's like, we should value their experience. And like, they're speaking to their truth. So like, we should respect it. And like, so I'm sure like every person who's ever been like yeah it was amazing it's because they're like this is something that like i personally could never understand so i'm gonna respect it as best i can yeah but it is so interesting because it's like the homophobia and stuff like that it's like they perform in austin and like i'm so surprised that like something like the long center which exactly. is like exactly exactly i was even i was listening to a podcast about how they were saying they were performing at the lincoln center in new york which is like Literally the the biggest center for, like, performing arts and, like, you know, being progressive. Yeah, it's like you know that they're progressive. And, like, for them to literally be, like, shunning... It's like, I wonder what... Is it about money? Like, what is, like... Maybe that's censorship in itself that they wouldn't allow it. But, like, it's just interesting that, like, you know that everyone in the arts... Or not everyone, but a lot of people in the arts are very, like, open-minded and stuff. So for them to be having, like, a fucking parting of the seas because two men are holding hands, like, that's insane. Yeah. Yeah. It is. It is very interesting. And the thing is, part of it is truly so deceptive. So like the tickets do yeah. sell so well because so much of it is this great deception to get you to go and be like, oh my gosh, that show was amazing, and kind of ignore the really weird parts of it or the parts that you didn't understand or the parts that were in another language. And then the people that mm-hmm. were curious about those parts, maybe they go up to the stands after and they're asking about the Falun Gong and how they can support them monetarily or else you know else how and then the other people are like oh I'll just ignore that and I'll leave an amazing review because I had a great time with my kids or like I I went for my birthday or you know Mm. like it's easy to just be like oh my gosh what a colorful exotic you know oriental show which aren't even words that we should say about you know other people yeah, of other cultures all, performing like the, but that's that's what is said in the reviews of the show is that's over and over again is this like right. western fetish of asian bodies yeah. and uh you know it's just it's all really interesting so that's the shen Yun. wait that is so weird wait how did you even like i would have never even thought about looking into this like what brought it up i just honestly you? i just saw The ads. And I was like, okay, I want to get into this because I know there's something up. I was like, I know there's something weird. I don't know if I had read about something before, like way before on the internet. Investigative journalist. But I did want to say how much, though, it reminded me of a performance that I was in for many years as a child. I want to say I did this for three consecutive years as like a preteen. So there was this Baptist church in Austin that I wasn't a part of, but every December I had friends who were a part of their performance of the singing Christmas tree. And mm-hmm. to every audience, it would it would appear – and how they wanted you to promote it was everyone should invite their families to a wonderful Christmas pageant, a show. Like it was like – Mm-hmm. Come to a Christmas, you know, delight for the family. And everyone is yeah. there and they're gathered with their family. And I I was a dancer in the show. I want to say I was also like a singer at some point. I don't even remember. But it yeah. was so elaborate. It was one of those mega churches where literally in the show, I mean, this was like a multi-million dollar performance. It was so fucking intense. What? This was one of those mega churches where there literally are people. In, I want to say, all three years of the performance that I did, there were people on zip lines. Or, like, on the... <laughs> like, they're suspended in the air. Being... Drummers suspended yes, in literally, the Yes. Literally. Or it was, like, the angels being raised up or, you know, whatever. Anyway, yes. so... What you don't know that you're going to see when you see the singing Christmas tree, which was supposed to be a caroling pageant for the so family. so secular. And so secular yeah. to appeal to everyone so you can invite your whole secular family and, and have everyone come, yeah. was that you would be witnessing the brutal murdering of Jesus Christ. And you would be seeing uh, him hung up on a cross. And then there would be an altar call. Um, for you to atone for oh. sins at the end of the performance oh my god it just reminded me like this this fucking tsunami that is carl marx i'm like yeah. how is that any different they're like it's like it's, it's about a christmas tree you're gonna love it it's like charlie brown literally and then you get there and it's like actually like they're gonna guilt you into fucking like we were so watching i literally remember this man with like what is it like cgi fucking makeup on to show the like burn marks and scars of jesus and they're like whipping him and nailing him to a cross and it's so fucking traumatic and like children are there at the show it's like christmas eve and they're whipping a man on stage but the thing that's like really unsettling about all of this is that like there's like a lot of parts of christianity that you can be like you know what they truly believe that and like they're just being ignorant or whatever like you can kind of believe that but what's so scary about stuff like this is that they are actively tricking people yeah like they know that people aren't going to come in the door if they're talking about Jesus Christ and atonement yeah. and all that stuff. So instead they decide to like somebody is sitting down in a room being like let's just name it the Christmas story. Yeah, tree. they don't call it the they and don't even call it the Christmas come. story. They don't even call it like the birth of yeah. Jesus. They're not calling it like Emmanuel or some, you know, something that would allude to yeah. the fact that it was a Christian performance. It was and I remember yes. very distinctly being a part of the dance crew and then giving us all of these flyers that looked very secular to give to all of our friends in public school and all the wayward people in our lives and our whole families so that they would come to the singing Christmas tree, not knowing that they would be seeing the brutal murdering of Christ. Like how is that not a way to like manipulate people into doing what you want? If you're going to, Tell them it's a story about a Christmas tree. Then tell them the damaging, damaging, scary story of something that I don't even fucking know is hundred percent true. And then they're gonna like talk about how if you don't atone for your sins right fucking now in this goddamn Christmas season, yeah. you're gonna go to hell and burn there for the rest of eternity. Uh, there was an your like, call. There was definitely an altar call. And it's while Jesus is, like, on a fucking suspended in the air (laughs) and the pastor comes out. Oh, my God. That's so traumatizing. And that's something I think about, like, because we used to go to this church in, like, Uh Westlake. And, like, it was kind of like, it was one of those churches where it's, like, it's, like, the music and it, it felt very, it's kind of like Austin Stone, but, like, on steroids almost, like, it just felt like the music was there and the people were there and everyone wanted to be like best friends with the pastor. And like, it was like this, like, but it was insane. It was like a three story building. If you were on the top story, like the pastor was like literally the size of your pinky. Like it was like a yes. huge space. A mega church, after if you will. every, a mega church, if you, if you will. After every single sermon, it was like an, a, an altar call. Like it was raise your hand, and then they gave you a Bible. Raise your hand if you want to submit yourself to Christ. Like it was like, But if you just raised your hand every sermon. Sunday. <laughs> well, I and it Start selling like, the Bible. I, wished, <laughs> I literally wish an adult would have spoken to me about that. Because it's like I didn't understand, like it felt just like immense amounts of so, guilt. Yeah. Every heavy. single time it happened. Yeah. Like I didn't understand that like you would raise your hand and that meant you didn't have to raise your hand the next time yeah. I like it there were so many questions in my head like I wish like my mom would have just been like it's Hannah, okay <laughs> it's okay like you already like God already knows you right. you're good you do not have to give yourself to Christ in a public session yeah. like this for it to be real like I was so confused and I was like I was, like, 17. Like, it wasn't like yeah. I was that young either. Like, I was just, like, I don't know. Sorry to no. go on that whole I mean, language. the thing is, it it is all very, like, I mean, it's it's not that far off of a comparison to compare modern-day oh, yeah. evangelicals to something like Shen Yun. <laughs> I mean, Shen Yun, in a way, is a traveling megachurch, so. <laughs> it sure <laughs> It's is. really not a that far comparison. That is so crazy. Yeah. I am, like... Uh, that's just absolutely. And crazy. now, not like, only will you see fuck? more of those ads and have a very bader meinhof phenomenon, but you'll also know what they're about. So now, that's no so one listening, crazy. we is have in the dark, to go. And I agree. I think we have to go. We absolutely have to go. I mean, they're always in a city. They're near always us, in, like in a town well. near you. And I think, I think we should go. And we should support as. I- as they've supported the the content for this episode, so. <laughs> I don't really want to put my money towards it, but I I honestly we have uh, to see it. It's only about eighty dollars a ticket, so we can do. We can swing it. I think we could, with a little listener support from our entirely ad free podcast, we'll absolutely make ends meet. Yeah, if you could just meet. like buy. A few t shirts, just a couple we'll we make about three dollars a shirt. So maybe maybe that's our next event. Mm, maybe like a group shenyun. A group shank What if we're Yun. all like so compelled that we convert to Falun Gong and move to upstate New How York? How scary would that be? And then the podcast transitions. What if into you're like, their new French horn player? I I mean I could, could. like if they asked, I would do it. Just a girl looking for a job. I mean, I mean. I'm just I'm looking for one. <laughs> Singular <laughs> job. Oh, I just got fired too. But, but that's a story for not next week, but that's the a week after that. That's a story for the next time. And we'll see you then. And you know what they call that? They call that clickbait.